Welcome to the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, there is um, a lot that we're going to cover. I'm going to be talking about the Sea of Thieves news video. I want to try and cover some of the patch notes in case you might have missed some of that stuff. There is a new comic book for Sea of Thieves that's out as well, just to give you guys some heads up and community weekend in twitch drops to cover so with all that let's get into it but before i get into any of that i have to thank the patrons they're the ones that are contributing to this podcast they're the ones that are helping fund all of the stuff that goes towards sot uh or fest of legends not sot fest i'm not doing that this year unfortunately but i am going to fest of legends uh i am in talk with dread pirate doug about who's going to go so that if we can get some room in the community area for the keelhauled crew uh that would be fantastic so if that's something that interests you reach out so I can get a good head count. I think we have like 10 to 12 people right now. I think last year we had 12 to 15, but I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say who or who wasn't, but anyway, uh, I want to thank the patrons. So thank you to people's Republic, who by the way, is going to be dropping out of the gold hoarder crew for a little bit. Uh, they, they are going to be putting that money towards themselves, which should always be the case. This is not a requirement. It is just to help support this content. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. Don't ever feel obligated. Make sure you're taking care of yourselves first before you take care of anyone else. So thank you to People's Republic, Elcute, Balls, Blue Turtle V1, Captain Chonky, Captain Hatchet, Captain Hayes, Captain Longsharts, Chateau Noof, Super Pack, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, Iron John, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Godhammer 6, I'm Dependent Now, Jorby Jorbs, J Hood, Carl Embo, Kazia the Aficionado, Cryptic Slayer, Lumpy SRQ, Evil Morpheus, Space Admiral Ors, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Nipperkim, Norwegian, Raja the Brave, Registella the Brony Pirate, Replicated Flame, Rust Belt Kid, Skamelt 666, Captain Dasm, Tommy D, DN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Adorable, Mina Fairy, Anthony N. Jr., Captain J. Rat of the Flaming Cold Sore, The Lore Chronologist Dead Eye Dre, Hager Owl, Jeff H., Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Rooski Doo, Thor Von Blitz, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, and Zam. Wow. Thank you all so much for your love, your support. Uh, I really had a good time last time we did the Gold Hoarder episode, and I'm looking forward to what the next one's going to do. So if you guys take some time away from the community weekend, um, definitely would love to have uh, some folks jump in for an hour and to chat about Sea of Thieves in Season 11, how you're liking it. So, Pirates, with that, let's get into the episode. First on today's docket, um, I want to address the missing episode last week uh, and the reason for it. So if you guys uh, may have noticed, if you haven't, don't worry about it. But it's um, one of the things that I wanted to apologize for. Last Sunday uh, here in California, we had a really bad storm. Um, I'm fine. Everyone's fine. But as a result of that storm, we had really high winds that were up to about 50 miles per hour. And it uh, having, you know, about a week or two's worth of uh, of, of rain prior, um, 
it was primed to be knocking down limbs and trees and things like that. Sure enough, one of the biggest trees that we have at the front of our apartment complex fell over and knocked down one of our actual power line poles. Um, so I was out of power from about 4 p.m. on Sunday till about 9 p.m. on Tuesday. And I was just kind of in panic mode at that point. You know, we just didn't have any heat, didn't have any uh, electricity. Um, I was using battery powered LED little lights that I use for like cabinets and stuff. When they're when they're too dark, you slap them and you get some light in there so you can actually see what you're doing. And we were just sitting around. There was not a whole lot anyone could really do. We were just doing our best to kind of stay warm. Um, you know, we had to go out and get new groceries and all that jazz and uh, thankfully, the crew um, came and they, they were able to get power restored, uh, but I missed out on being able to talk about the patch notes that I wanted to last week uh, and really kind of kick off season 11 because that would have been the, the first episode that I would have really gotten to, to dive into my feelings outside of the community episode. And there's been a lot of discourse on uh, the, the, the Discord um, talking about that episode and some of the things with it. Uh, but overall, I just want to apologize. Um, I really hate missing episodes. It's not something that I like. I like having that that normal Monday cadence. I like being able to record my podcast on the weekend. Um, I like being able to have that kind of as my normal routine. And uh, to not get that, um, not only is frustrating for me, but I'm sure it's very frustrating for you all. So uh, I did want to thank everyone who kind of kept up with what was going on, and I appreciate your well wishes. Um, it was a, a really frustrating thing just with work and with, you know, trying to get power back and, and trying to stay warm and all that good jazz. So um, made it through it and uh, had a really good, really weird week um, that we're going to be talking about as well, too, uh, in, in Xbox world. Um, I want to address some things that people may have heard uh, to help kind of alleviate kind of the the concerns that people may have but i want to get into that as well but right off the bat first thing i just wanted to say i am very sorry about not having an episode out last week i really wanted to make one um i just did not have the ability to do so so with that let's get into the actual episode Next item on today's docket, let's talk about the Xbox uh, rumors. I don't like rumors. I really am not a fan of leaks either, uh, but there is something that I did want to address, um, something that I've talked about in the Discord. Uh, I recently was in an interview with Steven Totillo, who uh, is doing his own um, kind of news network uh, production. He's, he's no longer with uh, Kotaku or any of the, you know, like... Uh, IGN or any of the past uh, ventures that he used to do actual journalism for not just like just uh, game reviews or anything like that but actual journalism um, which is much different thanks to that interview it was nice to kind of like have that that discussion about the difference between being someone who's in the game industry being someone who is a, a journalist a reporter and then being someone who's like an influencer but as a result of that, uh, there was a, a a lot of conversation that's been going on that Sea of Thieves is going to be brought to PlayStation and potentially other consoles. Um, this isn't the only game that is being rumored to come to other consoles. Hi-Fi Rush uh, has already been data mined and found that a recent update had introduced um, different colored t-shirts that can be interpreted as uh, special t-shirts for each of the different consoles, including Switch, 
PlayStation, Xbox, and Epic. Um, but at the moment, there's no confirmation. There's there's a lot of speculation, a lot of people saying that they're hearing from inside sources that these are things that are kind of working, being worked on. Uh, but the studio themselves, Rare, has not said that that is what's happening. Microsoft, as well, has said that nothing is happening. We are anticipating an update as a result of all of these rumors. Um, Xbox uh, said that they were going to be having a a kind of business strategy meeting or, or update for us in March or April. It looks like that's getting moved up dramatically as a result of all the fervor that's been going on on social media, which, by the way, don't don't bother with any of that it's really not worth it it's a lot of people up in their feels about things uh that they have no impact on and maybe we do have some impact because obviously they're responding to it but at the end of the day the business is going to do what the business does which is look out for their shareholders and uh try to not tick off too many of of the fan base right um but i wanted to bring this up because see if he's being one of the biggest discussion points um, if you don't know, there's a good chance that if it does go to PlayStation, we're going to be having a huge influx of uh, pirates into Sea of Thieves. And we've seen some things that have been like foundational changes, especially with Season 11, uh, being a big foundational change to the way voyages work with a large inclusion to tutorials and how to do things in Sea of Thieves, um, which tends to kind of suggest that they are looking to ensure that uh, newer players especially if there's going to be a large influx of new players have a, a easier time understanding how sea of thieves plays how you interact with things how things work things like that so there's been a lot of changes going on on that front additionally we've also found out and i'll be getting into it that they're going to be doing an update to the pc client as well as the um, developer kit that or, that is for the base of the game which is kind of like the tools that they use when developing parts of the game so they're going to be updating that and i'll get into that when we actually get into the sea of these news video when i cover some of the stuff that they talked about there but overall um if you're concerned about what's going to happen to sea of thieves i think that right now it's hard to say because we don't know who would be taking on the workload for that kind of a port over to the PlayStation system. If it ends up being rare, which would make sense given that their their familiarity with the game is is um, you know better than anyone else's, then I have a little concern that maybe their workload would offset the content that they're trying to continue to bring out to us. And that always is frustrating because I don't want another 2023 to happen. Uh, but I guess, uh, let me just, okay, I'll pull out the little GDK bit that um, is in the actual Sea of News network. So if you guys didn't get a chance to watch it, don't worry. The Sea of Thieves News video came out this month. Uh, Drew Stevens was there. One of the things that he talked about was that Sea of Thieves is getting um, a code update that they're going from the old Xbox development kit that they used to use uh, when they were first building out the game back in like, you know, 2015 to uh, the newest version, which has been out for, uh, it's been out for a while. Um, but for, for all intents and purposes, it is the one that supports a majority of the compatibility and features that come with the Xbox platform. Uh, and generally when you're doing something like that, the reason you want to do that is you want to be able to optimize better for the game that you're working on, right? And with that comes some questions. Uh, 
is them moving to an Xbox developer kit that's more uh, current mean that a secondary party like an extra studio who's familiar with that development kit can use that to then port it to another console platform? I don't know, but that definitely seems like if you're updating your code base to be uh, a little more usable um, given today's standards for what they use to develop games with, that that might be a good case for them to say like, hey, we're updating the way things are interacted with so that anyone else that touches this code has a much better understanding of how to actually mess around with it. Um, but we don't know. Uh, so that's that's part of that. But I'll, I'll kind of go into more of that later on uh, when I get back into it. But overall, um, it'll be very interesting to see how this works out, given that Sea of Thieves is one of those games as a service that, as far as we know, has been out for a long time. A lot of people telling me that there's no new players joining, uh, which I think is a bold-faced lie, or, or maybe just a, a, a not a bold-faced lie, but they are they're effectively ignoring a, a a obvious truth, which is that there are new players joining Sea of Thieves all the time. I went out today, or no, I went out yesterday with one of my Sea of Thieves t-shirts and I had two people ask me if Sea of Thieves was good and a lot of that is coming up probably because they're hearing in the news that maybe it's coming to PlayStation if they are a PlayStation fan they're hearing about Sea of Thieves they might want to know like is the game worth even coming over to the console but uh, overall I think it'll be nice to have more people in the game um, that's not something that really that we ever really see though uh, because all for all intents and purposes when you're on a server, you only ever see five crews at most before you jump servers. So it's not like having a huge population of PlayStation players is going to remove bots from the lobby. And now you'll have full teams of, of players playing the game. Like that just isn't a thing for Sea of Thieves because the, the server is always migrating people. They're always filling people into servers. They're always you know, pushing dead servers over to new servers by migrating uh, folks, the, the last couple of folks on a server to a new one. So you really don't ever, you're, you're never really faced with that situation of, you know, I have to worry about how big the player base is. The only time you should ever worry about how big the player base is, is if it's something that is not sustaining the production value of the actual game, in which case the concern would be that Sea of Thieves needs to uh, move on. Uh, that Rare needs to move on from Sea of Thieves to get a new inflow of cash to be able to sustain that studio. Granted, they're owned by Microsoft. They still have to pull their weight. But overall, for the time being, I wanted to at least let you all know what was going on with that because it is something that a lot of people are outside of Sea of Thieves are probably going to start talking about more and more as we get closer to possible announcements for stuff like that um, so hopefully this doesn't kind of blindside you and you you're left with questions about what the possibilities are going to be or what the what the outcomes of this are going to be it's going to be very minimal if it does happen chances are we'll probably see a lot more streamers join up for see these community chances are we'll probably see positive stories and negative stories as a result of the influx of new players. A lot of players from Sea of Thieves um, are going to be running into people who don't know anything about the game. And a lot of uh, uh, console war people on social media are probably going to be looking as an opportunity to try and bash the game for its state. But we'll have to wait and see. All right, um, Sea of Thieves news uh, video. Let's jump into that. Uh, Time-sensitive stuff. There is a community weekend coming up. Um, it is not going to be 
this coming weekend, but it's actually going to be the next weekend. So uh, from February 24th through to the 26th, which if you're not, if you're a gold hoarder in the Discord, you're one of the patrons, you should be aware that the 24th is when we're going to be recording our next community episode. So just as a, a heads up, we're going to be talking about whatever you guys want to talk about there. Um, just to kind of make sure that, you know, we're getting that in for the February episode. So just know that that's going to be on community weekend. If you want to participate, carve out an hour. It's always at the same time. It never changes. It's always on the, the, the last Saturday of the month where there is a Monday still in that month. So the 26th is technically the last Monday of February. So the, uh, the gold hoarder episode is always recorded the Saturday before the last Monday of the month. And it's always at 1 PM Pacific standard time. Always, you know, uh, what is that? 4 PM Eastern standard time. And typically at, uh, 9 PM, uh, British summertime or, or GMT. So depending on like the couple of weeks in between seasonal changes. Anyway, uh, so February 24th through the 26th, there is a new community flag. There is a new, um, what do they call it? The wall. There's a new photo wall. Uh, the theme this time is going to be red and white from the looks of it. Uh, there are going to be pop-up plunder events going on, probably through social media the way they have in the past. There's no discussion about what type of plunder that's going to be. In the past, it's been a, a quite the variance of stuff. Um, so I imagine that will probably continue. I don't imagine that they'll probably be throwing in a whole lot of the new treasure in there. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see till that actually goes live before we find that out. And there's going to be a new emote that you can get for watching uh, the um, for actually. No, I think it's going to be for a login. They didn't actually state that it was going to be for a login, but considering there's going to be Twitch drops for everyone during that event. And this specific emote was not listed within that group. I have to uh, I have to assume that it's going to be a login emote. So during that weekend, make sure you're logging in to get your poor wave emote unless I find out next week that that's not the case, at which point I will probably update you with next week's episode. And uh, Twitch drops are showing up. Um, this is going to be for the Scarlet Sailor Hurdy Gurdy, as well as the Hurdy Gurdy Show Off emote. Uh, additionally, there's going to be two pieces of Eastern Winds Ruby set, the Silken Gloves and the Short Jacket. So we're right now in the middle. Um, if you don't know, uh, and, and, and I wouldn't blame you because I didn't have an episode last week to tell you about it. If you usually wait for these episodes to kind of be notified about the Twitch drops, but there are Twitch drops that are currently going on right now for the Rascal Sea Dog set. Uh, there are four pieces that are are being made available right now. Um, those are let me actually let me double check on this. Uh, so it is the Ruby Sapphire or no the what is this thing? I hate when they don't when they just put the RSD. Because uh, I don't actually think I know what that is. And now I actually have to go to the CFE's website to actually look up and see what these are. Um, but these are available now. Hopefully you all have them. Hopefully you did not have to uh, miss out on this because I always hate when that happens. Um, but they it was effectively the lantern, the tankard, the shovel, and the bucket. I still can't figure out what these are. The Rascal Sea Dog set. Okay, so that's what it is. No, I, did I say this? Oh, I said this earlier, didn't I? 
It's the Rascal Sea Dog set, but it's the shovel, the tanker, the lantern, and the bucket. I am muy, muy stupido tonight uh, for some reason, but that's what's going on right now. Hopefully you all managed to grab those. I really hope you do because uh, I hate not being able to have that stuff out there ahead of time so you know when to log in. If you're in the Discord, you should have already gotten the Twitch drops notifications in, this, in the official channels as well as through Tavern Talk um, just to make sure you guys know. So there is new content that is coming on February 19th. Why February 19th? I don't know. That's a Monday. I'm not sure what they're doing. Their cadence has completely changed. They are no longer doing uh, releases on Thursdays. Sometimes they're putting them out on Tuesdays. Sometimes they've got new updates coming on Mondays. I don't know what's going on over there. I really don't. They're keeping weekends, which is fascinating that they're still keeping the community weekends. But we're getting an update to the game on the 19th, which is a rando Monday. Uh, they are bringing new content to the shops. It's going to be the slouchy hairstyle as well as the maestro instruments to go along with the maestro clothing set that just recently got introduced. And then over in the Emporium, they have uh, three sets of Reaper's Heart content. They have the equipment, they have the fox pet, and the instruments. Um, I'm going to be real honest and let you guys know, I don't like that they're putting Reaper's Heart content into the Emporium. That is a major faction. If you're going to have a variance on the uh, Reaper's Bones, like you did with uh, the cosmetics that came for the Gold Hoarder, Order of Souls, and Merchant Alliance that was stuck into the shops, the Reaper Heart stuff, and I know this is stuff that's been in there in the past. Like, I know we already have Reaper, uh, Reaper Heart content in the Emporium, and it kind of started with the pets, if I recall. I could be wrong. But I don't like that this stuff is being put in the Emporium. That is a major faction. It should be with the faction. Like, put it into the game. Let you let people buy it for doubloons if they want, uh, if they don't want to do gold. But I don't think this should, I don't think this stuff should be in the Emporium. I get why they're doing it because A, pets are always in the Emporium, which also I don't like. Uh, but also, Reaper's Heart kind of started out in the Emporium, and that's just where they're continuing to bring that content there. They do need content for the Emporium, but I mean, we just got the boar set. Like we just got the uh, flipping, what's it called? Now I'm blanking on it. <laughs> it's it's actually uh, really, I actually kind of like the uh, the boar stuff that they just recently put in uh, with season 11. Um, but I mean, they, we, we, we just had this. We just had this set, the boar hunter clothing set. You know, we had the boar hunter uh, ship collection. Like, ugh. We had the weapons. We also had the Lunar Festival dragon figurehead and sails that came in. Um, you know, we've got new exercise emote bundles in there. We've got a free weapon that is the the Paradise Garden Eye of Reach. We've got the new plunder pass in there. Like, the Emporium's fine. You, we don't necessarily need to have the Reaper Heart stuff into the emporium like we like put something else in there something that's not related to a major faction you don't see gold hoarder stuff in there you don't see order of souls or merchant alliance or athena junk in the emporium because those are major factions why are the reapers bones getting their stuff pushed into the emporium it's very unfair for the reapers out there that really love their faction that want to have this stuff and they're relegated to having to spend real money 
I don't like it. I just don't. I think it's a bad choice. I think it was a, a bad call. I think probably because the Reaper stuff is the the edgy stuff and the edgy stuff sells and they know that. So they're just going to put that stuff in there. I don't know. I it, If it was me telling Rare, which I'm telling you guys right now, take the Reaper stuff out. Stop selling that for real money. Put it in the importer. Put it in the game for the Reapers who want to buy that stuff. Um, let's see what else whaling barnacle pet outfits that are coming to the Emporium and let me just check my notes here. Yep. No one cares about these. Okay. Uh, the free emote, there's a new toe reach exercise emote. So if you, if you wanted to get the uh, exercise emote bundle that is currently available, that came in with season 11, you can do that for seven, 749 ancient coins. You can add to that the toe reach emote for free, um, which I'm sure is going to be great for folks that love to do the SOT shot stuff whenever that becomes relevant. I'm trying to think outside of that. I think that is the time sensitive stuff. So, okay, February 19th, new update coming. That's probably when we're going to get the next major patch update for the game. Uh, It's about a month after season 11 kicked off. And with it, we're going to get a whole bunch of new cosmetics. The weekend after the 19th, community weekend, we're going to get the flag. We're going to get the wall. We're going to get a new emo as well as Twitch drops for everyone. And uh, that is, let me actually take a quick look here. That is actually going to coincide with the launch of, actually, no, I'm sorry. That's going to be the weekend after skull and bones releases because skull and bones releases on the 16th which is this friday and if you guys don't know the the open beta right now is going on right now any progress that you play on the open beta through the ubisoft store or through the xbox store or playstation store all of your progress in that beta carries over to the game bear in mind this is a 70 dollars game they're pushing you to preload it i would recommend you don't and there are twitch drops available to get a really cute little fluffy cat as a like a part of your ship which the the whole pet thing on skull and bones honestly i think is really cool considering you don't get up and walk around your ship it's always like off to the right i wish that there was a little pedestal for uh pets um in sea of thieves but we don't really need them because we have railings and most of the pets actually can be on the railings you can actually put them up on there so it's usually not a big deal i think dogs are the only ones that can't be on the railings which makes sense because they're dumb and goofy and you can hate me for saying that but i'm a cat person so it's just part of the just part of the shtick but uh skull and bones coming out on the 16th i'm actually looking to see about getting uh someone who's got about 15 hours into the beta this week and to come on and talk about it. Um, he and I are chatting about like times and, and what's, you know, like what's actually, if, if that's going to work out, if it does, it'd be really cool to have him kind of dive into it because he's a very long time video game reviewer, uh, for major outlets and video production and stuff. And if it works out awesome, if not, Ah, uh, would have been a good opportunity, but oh well. All right, let's get into the juicy bits of the Sea of Thieves news video. Let's talk Drew Stevens. If you guys don't know, Drew Stevens 
he's Sonic Bob online. He's a he's a really nice guy. He's got a, uh, a cute little family. Um, he is the production director over at Sea of Thieves, and uh, came in to talk about the the update to the game and the the changes that they're looking to do in a way that actually speaks to what I think some of the hot topics are in Sea of Thieves in a way that actually addresses those head on as opposed to kind of like saying that things are being worked on and just not ever talking about it ever again, uh, which was one of the problems with the podcast is, is that we always had like, we had like one update saying like, oh, anti-cheat is something that we're, or, you know, like a uh, hit registration is something we're working on. And then a year went by and nothing. And Drew's actually been out here telling us for, gosh, is it, is it been since October? I feel like it's been since October, but I kind of want to just, you know, uh, buffer myself and say that it's been since November. But uh, Drew's been really great at coming on for these monthly episodes to talk to us about the game and seriously about the game, like not just fluff stuff. So uh, one of the things that Drew talked about is that the teams have been hard at work at trying to rectify a lot of the bugs that have been coming as a result of season 11, which is good because there's been a fair amount of them, um, even though I will say that the game from personal anecdotal experience feels really good. Like I really haven't run into many of these bugs. I have run into them, but it's not like they're not ones where I'm like, well, there's not a whole lot that I can do except for one bug uh, <laughs> that happened. And it didn't just happen to my crew. It actually happened to another crew. So I was with Godhammer and uh, his friend, which, and we were doing brig hourglass, uh, uh, matches and we did eight um because that was about where i, I was like okay I, we've been playing for a few hours now i'm i'm good ironically on sunday when i could have been recording the podcast i was running hourglass and as a result the power went out not too long after the hourglass matches and i did not get to record that episode so y'all can blame hourglass for not getting an episode last week because that's what i was doing instead of recording um <sighs> But to uh, the point that I was making, uh, one of the problems that we ran into was there was a there was one match where we dove and we came up and no one could interact with anything on our ship except the cannons and I think the the wheel. But I'm not even sure if, if Godhammer could actually turn the wheel. I think the wheel was was that. And the way we found out is. I accidentally hit the anchor and when I went to go grab the, the, the anchor, I could not interact with it and it dropped right at the beginning of a match. And I kid you not, that was some of the most stressful PVP I've had to do in a long, long time. And we couldn't, we couldn't, oh, you couldn't harpoon anyone. You couldn't, uh, uh, you couldn't, uh, I think you might've been able, I think we could repair, we could bucket the water and I think we could repair and we could shoot cannons, but you couldn't interact with the sails. You couldn't interact with the the helm. You couldn't repair the masts. Um, you, there was just there, you, you were dead in the water. It was so, it was such a bummer. And one of the problems that, that, or one of the things that we ended up having to do was, uh, Godhammer jumped off the back of the ship because the ship that we, we were fighting for whatever reason, I don't know why they kept circling us 
instead of like dropping anchor behind us and just sending people over like that would have been the smart thing to do drop anchor fire a bunch of holes send people over to kill us and so we couldn't bail right that would be the that would be the smart thing to do no they decided to continue circling us and what godhammer was able to do was uh while witch and i were were repairing and uh repelling borders he stowed away on their um on their ladder <clears throat> he jumped off the back he got onto their ladder and he stayed there until we told him that they were in our broadside and right when they got into our broadside he climbed up the ladder and he ran over and he dropped their anchor and then proceeded to start killing them and we were able to fire our cannon so we managed to actually like sink them there was no reason we should have actually won that fight but i tell you that was one of the most earned victories we had that entire night or that entire day when we were doing hourglass and sure enough that same bug happened to another crew like a couple matches later we had someone that that uh that scuttled and we just they were lost farming i guess but the one right after that we could tell they could not interact with anything and it was such a bummer it was such a, a thing where i was like you know what i'm gonna take this win but i'm not gonna feel good about it because i didn't feel like it was earned but i will i will 100 take that win uh, but we ended up playing eight matches, I think, at the end of the day, and we only encountered that bug twice. But that was a bug that was like, Zzz. you know, that was a, it was, it was the most cringe bug I think I've ever had. And it was one that I think if anyone ran into who was fresh to the game, if they ran into that, they probably wouldn't know either what was going on or why it happened or would say that this game is the worst game in the world. They can't even ensure after six years of, of development that a, 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 a sinkable bug would be one of those things that would be a, like a critical failure for you to be able to interact with anything on your ship during an hourglass match. Now, I, don't, I haven't heard anyone talk about this from just regular dive to locations uh, through the voyage table i think this might be a particular thing that is just for hourglass because of the nature of interacting with stuff like as you're coming up out of the water for a match i don't know but i hope i never have to do it again and i am very concerned about whether or not this bug is going to get resolved by the next community weekend because the community weekend is usually when they have double allegiance and that's a really great time to go hunting for those levels in, uh, in, in, in the different hourglass factions, which again, shout out to uh, Godhammer who has consistently been carrying people to our or through hourglass to get their level 100 and loves it like some sort of crazy madman. I don't know why he loves hourglass as much as he does, but he does. I'm up to rank 37 right now in servants and it's it's a little bit closer to 100. Boy, let me tell you, I'll be happy when I'm done with that though. <laughs> I am very happy to think about the the prospects of never having to touch hourglass again if I don't want to once I hit 100. But it was nice to hear that Drew came in to the Sea of Thieves news video talked a lot about how they're working on a lot of those types of bugs to try and make sure that 
the game is still in a stable state, especially on the client side and with het registration. Drew also went into talking about uh, the benefits to GDK as the Xbox developer kit. Now, I did talk about like previously with uh, PlayStation and the potential things going on with that. But as a PC player and an Xbox player, there's not really a clear indication for Xbox players what kind of benefits are going to be uh, coming as a result of uh, this upgrade to their development kit. We know that for PC, the uh, client will now be able to support DirectX 11 and DirectX 12, which are things I, I, I couldn't even tell you like what it is, but uh, effectively the drivers for the graphics cards are kind of split up into different groups. Newer cards are operating on DirectX 12. Older cards are uh, working on DirectX 11. And there's a little bit of a segregation now that kind of ensures that if you have an older card, you can direct a game to operate off of DirectX 11, and that will make sure that you're getting the most frames and the better resolution and, you know, graphics and all that good stuff. All of that will be more optimized for your older cards using DirectX 11, which is currently what Sea of Thieves is operating on. DirectX 12 should improve quality and performance or general improvements for people that are using newer graphics cards. And as I understand it, these kind of pertain to the uh, NVIDIA GeForce 30 series and 40 series. I myself am looking forward to this because I finally got a new graphics card for my PC. I finally have retired the old NVIDIA 1080 card that I had from 2017. I now have a brand new PNY nvidia geforce 4080 super it's beautiful i do not have monitors to really take full advantage of that but that's fine because the headroom is going to go towards streaming as well as rendering videos as well as just having a higher frame rate in general but mostly allowing me to play with like top top settings like the most fidelity possible while still giving me a bunch of frames and to know that even right now with the game looking the way it does and looking as good as it is and being able to fish at max mythic settings with 300 frames per second wherever I want in Sea of Thieves on safer seas, it is nice that I can finally have the amount of frames that I want at the fidelity that I want so I can now fish with the most, with the highest amount of precision and accuracy. I can start reeling in my fish so much sooner now because the frames are just updating at a so much better pace i, I can i have such clear visibility on what type of fish name it is it says it's amazing 100 percent worth the value there just to be able to like fish faster as a result of this with and have it look really good um so i've been really enjoying that and uh and and, and i wish i had more time to actually spend on doing that kind of stuff because it was it was something that I got in on Friday. I've been uh, reviewing uh, Banishers Ghost of New Eden for Xbox for XEP all weekend, and I have not had a chance to really get to play anything else, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, I was really looking forward to playing a bunch of different stuff with the new graphics cards. I haven't gotten a chance to really dive into that. I really wanted to go streaming this weekend as well too, but we got the code for Banishers 
the embargo is up on Monday. I tried really, really hard to get that to beat that game to be able to do a proper review for it. I'm still going to do a review, but it's just not going to be at embargo. But I was really looking forward to getting that knocked out this weekend. And uh, I, I should I, I in retrospect, I pushed myself to get it done and I didn't I didn't get close to close enough to be able to say that I can for sure give a score on that without finishing it. So I didn't get a chance to uh, play much Sea of Thieves this weekend. I did get my Twitch drops, though. I didn't even get to play much of the Skull and Bones either. I did a little bit of Skull and Bones, but I, I didn't get nearly as much as I wanted to either. That's fine, because I, I might actually get a review code for that. So, if so. Um, but tangent aside, I'm looking forward to the fact that they're going to be optimizing the game for PC people, because this is uh, arguably one of the larger markets because of the just the sheer number of PCs versus consoles. And having it on Steam as well as Windows Store is a, a, something that will continuously reap the benefits of PC gamers um, coming into the game. And with anti-cheat making its way into the game at some point, there's going to be a lot more people that might come back to the game that were sick of cheaters that will feel more confident that they aren't just going to get uh, keg dropped all and, and you know and having vulnerabilities and hit scan and all that stuff like messed with really really looking forward to that um i hit i said hit scan i, I meant auto aim um so glad to see that that is getting uh changed because it'll be nice to know that the pc players are going to get a bit of an update that will really benefit them this go around as opposed to you know always kind of feeling like second class citizens with uh with stuff but um regardless it'll, it'll just be a nice update um they're also looking to implement the anti-cheat after the gdk patch goes live now they didn't say when this patch was going to go live it is assumed that it will be included as part of the february 19th update to the stores and emporium content so i can't imagine them doing a second update this month separate just for the GDK uh, framework to be added with the, the update for their development kit. I imagine that will probably fall in line with the rest of the stuff that's getting changed for the 19th of February. But don't quote me on that because they haven't actually explicitly said so. The other part of that that I did want to warn you all about is with this update to the development kit. They're gonna have uh, better functionality for multiplayer for, for certain areas. And this is just kind of coming off of what I've learned from the, the research that I've done for the actual game developer kit that Microsoft releases. Um, they actually made it available to all developers, but Rare, Rare had access to it much sooner. I think it's been out since 2016, I think. Uh, but at a certain point during development, you have to lock in your game into the the type of engine that you're using you know you have to you can't really mess around with that at a certain point in a game's development sea of thieves was well into the the point where they're like nope everything's locked down we can't we can't do that before they did this or they just didn't see the benefit of it yet so the the boons to this should be that once the game developer kit has been updated and that patch has been rolled out to the game future updates should be much smaller in size for the stores as well as like the xbox app itself uh you'll be able to have a lot more control over where you install it um, you won't have to download nearly as much content. Uh, and, and as a result of that, this upcoming update for February is going to be a more hefty update, which if you guys don't know, Sea of Thieves is currently rocking in at like 100 gigs 
which is like half a Call of Duty, but it's already to the point where this game is is getting a little hefty. And uh, to know that the patch sizes for future updates are going to be a lot a lot more streamlined, I'm I'm welcome for that. Uh, just means you can get into the game sooner, less impact onto your monthly caps if you still have those, which I, I feel bad for anyone that does in an age where everything is streamed right now, especially if you got kids constantly wanting to stream stuff. I don't know how you do it. Kudos to you. Salute. Uh, but I'm I'm hoping that the anti-cheat will be get, will will be implemented shortly after the GDK stuff goes well. And the thing that's going to determine that is going to be based on game performance. So if the game is doing well after this update and they don't have any red flags that will cause them to postpone any future like implementation of of software things and they don't have to focus on fixing things that went wrong as a result of this update then hopefully shortly after the 19th update, if that's when the GDK one comes in, they'll implement the anti-cheat. They still haven't said what anti-cheat they're going with. They haven't said how it's going to work or or anything like that. So I imagine it will probably be uh, something like easy cheat, which is very common uh, in, in PC gaming. And easy cheat is, is a, a really well respected as far as I know anti-cheat software but regardless um i'm hoping that whatever it is gets implemented soon so that folks can start worrying more about getting better at the game as opposed to whether or not they had a chance to begin with because of hackers so um i haven't really heard too much about that lately um i know folks are still running into hackers but it doesn't seem like something that the community as a whole is really talking about so I'm very curious to hear like I, I haven't seen a groundswell of that arise so it seems like people have gotten off that kind of thing it seemed like uh, hourglass was really the biggest opportunity when people were doing that a lot that hackers wanted to go and mess with them that way and that once you know once they got their kicks or, or things died down streamers weren't playing hourglass nearly as much that it doesn't sound like hacking is nearly as prevalent as it was, but having anti-cheat added is still going to be a huge, huge win for the community who have had to deal with that. One of the other things that is getting tweaked in this update is uh, fixes to the uh, pirate legend Athena and Ashen Athena voyages. Um, if you guys don't know, uh, or, or you, you probably do, so I, I won't go too detail. The Ashen Athena voyage and the Athena voyage themselves are were, were built during a time when they didn't really have a lot of content for pirate legends. And the biggest goal for Athena's was to get to um, level 10. And level 10 took quite a while before they eventually raised up the caps. And then now, uh, part of the new system for Season 11, they have just been completely expanded upon um, up to level 500. And it's a lot harder to get Athena treasure now. It's actually probably still faster to do Hourglass than it is to do Veils. But even with the Veils being as nice as they are, uh, they can get very repetitious. And one of the problems is that Athenas don't really have multitude of voyages. So they are going to be changing the pirate legend uh, voyage for the Athena and the Ashen Athena voyages. They haven't said when this fix or this change is going to take place. I think that they will probably have that for like a March update. 
uh, but the intent is to make that voyage a lot shorter and also to ensure that you are awarded Athena loot when you actually do that voyage. Because right now, the only thing that actually gives you Athena treasure from that is at the very end when you actually get a an Athena keg and an Athena chest uh, after completing the cargo runs and the uh, Order of Souls and Gold Hoarder voyages. Do you get that last Athena one uh, to be able to actually get Athena loot? It really didn't make a whole lot of sense in today's landscape um, as an Athena voyage. It made a lot more sense when you know you only had three factions and then one faction was like turning in chests and that one chest was the biggest thing that mattered so it was always the thing that people went after <clears throat> that's no longer the case now so they're going to be looking to updating that as well too um the other change for athena is that the athena's fortune emissary uh the the quest that you get for that at grade five when you are doing that for the ashen uh, uh, the in, in the roar when you claim that grade 5 emissary voyage uh, from the mysterious stranger at Morrow's Peak that will now award an ashen chest of legends as opposed to a standard ashen or a standard chest of legends so they're just refreshing it so that the loot makes sense given where you're actually working on that if you're going to be out in the roar you should be getting ashen roar loot uh or, or, or devil's roar loot that is ashen so good changes there they're they're addressing stuff like that that i think got left behind um and and i hope that they continue to do that because there are still areas that need to be addressed um, much like this one let's see what else drew also went into how the sea of thieves team is for season 11 they're looking to increase the value and quantity of treasure for raid voyages post uh or following post launch feedback i think that's great that's it's exactly you know the type of thing that we hope that they do is that they take the community feedback into place um there were a lot of images that i posted as well as a lot of other people posted of the loot that was um getting from like especially if you do a dive to a raid voyage that is a sea fort and you get four pieces of loot. Now, granted, it's not going to take you a ton of time, but it's not exactly a whole lot of loot if you're going for like one, uh, of one type of trade company. Now, the way it was kind of talked about online was is that there was a balance. Before you used to get a little, uh, a lot more loot, but it was loot for everything. Whereas if you're just diving for uh, one specific raid thing. Uh, or one trade company raid voyage, you're only going to get a smaller piece or smaller uh, bit of loot that's going to be worth less, but it's all going to be for the value of that. Well, <clears throat> I don't know that that's the best way to go about it because to be perfectly honest, we all still need all the levels. You know, we're all still working on our levels of distinction for our trade companies. And to be perfectly honest, a lot of loot for all of them is still going to be better in my mind than a little bit less loot for just the specific trade company. Uh, so that is something that they are looking to address. And I appreciate that they're doing that. They're also looking to take a look at something like the Ashenwind Skull, which um, given that the Siren Skull uh, does not lose value when you use it, you just you get to use it as much as you want. They are looking at that. And this is it's funny because it was something that I know Caleb and I had been talking about at one point. 
where it didn't make sense that the Ashen Wind skull lost value in light of the Siren skull uh, or the Siren Song skull not losing value. So they are going to be uh, taking that and just getting rid of that that thing. So now you can use the Ashen Wind skull as much as you want, which is great because I still need to take one of those over to a skeleton ship and burn three, I think three different skeleton ships. So I might end up doing like an Ashen Winds dive and then taking that skull and go doing like the uh, Fleef or Floof, whatever it's called now, and uh, using that against the, the skeletons. It's always hard with the ships because the, the darn things turn on a dime. They do not obey the laws of physics. They do not obey the laws of, of, of you know, anything that makes sense. They do what they want, and it's really hard to get on board with a piece of treasure, let alone just sinking them to get their treasure. So uh, I still need to get that in there. The other thing that I wanted to touch on since we're talking about skulls, um, the Skull of Siren Song is going to be getting an update so that it does earn guild reputation when you turn in uh, the skull. You'll get a big payout for that as well as the guild reputation. And if you even go and turn in the empty chest, you'll even get a small bit of reputation uh, for turning in the chest, which will hopefully incentivize players to go after it again. Um, <clears throat> seems like those are, are still something that a lot of people, they got done right away. They had a lot of fun with it. It was good. November was really high on that. And then once all the big people got theirs done, it's no one cared to do it. Now it's just a way to track people who, who mess around with it. Uh, but I, I still like it. I still think it's a really cool voyage. I still, still think there's a lot of value to it, but you know, if gold isn't, isn't the goal, then in this case, there's not really much reason to go for it, especially after getting an update where they are literally increasing all of the reputations, except for Hunter's Call up to 500 with the, the whole levels of distinction thing. It's, it's, it's really not worth it if, if you're trying to do anything for like the emissary stuff. The other thing that they did mention during this, and I'm assuming that this patch note that we get for this update will probably be a lot bigger uh, than, than just what was covered in this news video, but they are ensuring that they are taking care of the fix for the resource uh, crates as well as the captaincy supplies. Currently, there's um, bugs that won't allow you to, um, to be able to uh, retrieve storage crates that you purchased from the Merchants Alliance as well as actually getting the supplies for the captaincy when you speak to the shipwright. So they're looking to take care of those. Um, and, and if you're listening this long and you already listened to the story about uh, the bug that, that came as a result of the hourglass battle, I did just remember that the way we fixed it was all of us uh, quit our app at once and then we all used the rejoin feature to get back onto our our ship. And because we got back onto our ship with our supplies, that actually fixed it. So if you happen to run into that where you can't interact with anything on your boat, quit out the app, use the rejoin feature and get back onto your boat. It should hopefully fix that problem because um, I don't know how else you would do it. It's just it's literally just a rebooting of the actual game. For some reason that works. So it's not it's not server side, it's client side. Uh, that's impacted by the server. I don't know how this stuff works. I'm dumb. Anyway, that was it as far as the notes go for um, Drew Stevens. So shout out to the team for putting out a news video. Really happy to have that. Really nice to uh, have them talk about like the different things that are going to be coming that we can look forward to, as well as get a good update for the state of the game and what's going on with that. Really like those. Uh, all right. Um, one of the other things that... Uh, I wanted to bring up 
the second issue for the Sea Dog Search, which, if you don't remember, is the latest comic book series that's being put out for free. You can get that through Amazon Kindle. You can get it through the Amazon Store. Uh, the The Amazon Store does have a Kindle web-based version so that it has like a, a comic book reader that was, I believe, formerly Comixology based, but I can't remember. Um, the second issue for that is now available. Uh, I think All, All Hound on Twitter mentioned that they saw in the German Amazon that there's a paperback for these coming out soon, uh, but I can't quite recall on that one. But <clears throat> so I read through the second issue of the Sea Dog Search, and I don't I don't know who's double checking the work on the on the the lore here i have a, a little bit of an issue with it um because in the sea dog search and this is a, a minor spoiler but i'm tying it in because it's a, a lore based thing that is a continuity error i guess or maybe like a retcon um but in the the comic lissetti and her crew go searching for demarco's body and they they go to sea dog's rest they find his skeleton there slumped over like it still is and in the bushes is Leopoldo, which, if you don't know, is DeMarco's dog. And I say that in surprise because I was told a very long time ago, and I believe this was even confirmed on one of the podcasts, or maybe it was one of the panels from a, a previous convention, that Leopoldo, DeMarco's dog is dead and buried in Sailor's Bounty, like, that. the... the, the he he passed away like i don't know who's i don't know who's fact checking stuff anymore but at at this point it's everything's gone awry i, I just don't know what's going on with the with the lore anymore uh but yeah um apparently demarco's dog not actually dead or maybe a second dog named the same thing um but uh yeah the comic book shows Leopold oh for a couple scenes and uh it, it, he is now he is now helping guide Lissetti to DeMarco's soul which is just a wild it's just it's I I don't know anymore I the the comics have gone off the rails I I don't know if they're canon for sure I don't know if if commentary on Twitter is technically canon when it comes from Mike Chapman I tend to believe that over uh writers who are doing you know um uh, a, a work for the the universe outside of the actual game but um not that it's a big deal i mean it's not a big freaking deal it's a dog it's it's leopoldo's dog you know name thing anyway just something that you guys ought to keep out there uh keep keep an eye on that if you want to keep up with uh the search for the sea dog soul uh is demarco see if demarco ever actually comes back and we actually get some resolution to that whole mystery that I promise like 2% of the population actually know about. <laughs> uh, there's got to be a better way to surface that stuff. Uh, maybe in the special voyages, maybe now that we have a new thing just for that. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out, please. That's pretty much it. Um, uh, the only other thing that I can really shout out from the news video was is that the season 11 menu music is uh, now available on streaming platforms. So Spotify, YouTube music, anywhere that you normally stream your music from, uh, you can search for the uh, love of the, you know, for the love of adventure is the song that is the season 11 music uh, theme. Very, very great, beautiful music. I love it. Uh, it's great that that's now available for streaming.
Um, I'm, I don't want to take a, a whole lot of time on this because I, I, I know that a lot of this stuff is going to be old news, but also it's going to be stuff that um, may potentially change with the upcoming update if we get those patch notes. So it's going to be hard to know, like, uh, is it worth covering at this late stage of the game? But I did want to at least call out a few things from the season 11 patch notes that, you know, came in as a result of uh, uh, the, the latest update. But that was, you know old news at this point but one of the things that you may not have heard about and i and i know some of you listening probably already do but there's probably going to be a large portion of people who have not really delved into the patch notes for this uh there is something that you need to go into the settings and turn on it's called improved hit markers you now have further control over the hit markers that are shown when striking targets with projectile weapons. Uh, the game setting now enables switching from the existing client predicted markers to the server confirmed markers, which only displays hits confirmed directly by the server for improved accuracy. What that translates to is if you shoot someone and the client predicts that that's a hit, if the server doesn't actually confirm that you will still see a marker with this setting turned on you will only see a hit marker when the server actually registers the damage so there's no ghost projectile hits like everything that hits will be confirmed a hit now that might increase the the response that you get when you fire at someone like you may you may fire at them and see it hit them and you may not see the hit marker for like a, a a fraction of a second later but that's because you're getting data directly from the confirmation of the server which to me is a lot more valuable information the accuracy of that information is a lot more valuable to me than if <clears throat> i just let the client side prediction show me a marker and i trusted that because there's no guarantee that the server actually registered that hit so go in there find that setting make sure you turn it on it'll help you in the long run uh emissary voyage improvements emissary voyages have been improved for each trading company with a focus on reduced sailing times and smaller quantities of higher value treasure to transport refreshing the gameplay and delivering improved rewards and participation upon reaching emissary grade five for a trade company crews can now head tomorrow's peak outpost and speak to their company representative for an emissary voyage in the devil's roar that will yield ashen themed rewards and this goes back to what drew was talking about where they're looking to ensure that the athena's fortune reward for the emissary voyage will actually award an ashen athena chest as opposed to the other one the main thing here that i wanted to call out <clears throat> that i don't know a lot of people know about is that the emissary voyages are now lost if the ship sinks or if the emissary flag is lowered at the outpost, if you lose your flag, you will lose your emissary voyages, your grade five emissary voyages. I talked to, to Andy Preston about this on Twitter a while back and asked what the idea behind this was. He said that the incentive is, is that you will stay at grade five longer, allowing for Reapers to get a bigger boon because there are more people at max grade as opposed to getting to grade five dropping the flag doing the shorter voyage to get back up to five and then rinse and recycle i don't like 
that there isn't a way to continuously get emissary voyages this way. It's just a, it's like you get one emissary voyage, you do that emissary voyage, and then there's zero reason for you to even want to continue keeping that grade five up unless you are just going and in, in, in stacking loot at this point because the emissary voyage is a really nice boon um <clears throat> we'll have to do some sea of science and see if dives with the the update that's coming will improve the loot enough to warrant keeping it at five at which point then you just keep it at five and then you would just do a dive get the loot scoop up the loot from that turn it in do another dive scoop up the loot turn it in scoop up the loot rinse and repeat that's that's one way i know falcor just recently put out a video that i haven't had a chance to check out that i'm curious about because he said that uh this video is effectively um the fastest way to make gold which i know will be something that a lot of people are very interested in <clears throat> so we'll have to kind of see like how that goes for folks and if if people are really kind of uh trying to optimize their their gold per minute like if that's what they're going for we'll have to see like what the best way to do is after this upcoming patch but until then uh definitely you know keep an eye out there i'm i'm hoping that folks are actually going to like stick with grade five and that they're actually happy with it but if they're not then i mean there's not really a whole lot we can do it's kind of how they've decided to uh to implement this change i know a lot of people not very happy with it but i i think that it's just a, a change that we'll have to get uh adjusted to um besides that there's been some really cool stuff that's actually come with the with the update uh for season 11 man i i think that merchant uh, merchant cargo runs are a lot nicer right now um delivery notes uh actually tell you like where you can go how do you care for this stuff you know like who where's the person to turn this stuff in on the island uh they've, they've changed the actual contracts for the animals so that now that the animals are are going to be on the islands the cages are actually on the flipping island so you don't lose them on the way there you don't forget them on the way there the animals that you're actually going to be getting are, are on the island that you're going to and there's going to be the variety of them as well too so you don't have to like go to the ferry and come back to reset the island to try and get the right kind that you need like there's a better chance that that's just going to work out and a uh, shout out to uh uh to murphy lives on uh on twitter um who posted that they finally finished up that 500 delivery of uh animal crates which if y'all don't know man doing 500 animals is nuts it's insane there's so much time that gets invested in that <laughs> and to finally get that done uh just a shout out to, to him for for getting that knocked out because it's not easy man it's it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of dedication to, to do 500 animal turn-ins especially just with you know there were there were some times back in the day when you could do um uh noah's ark and you'd throw down a voyage you'd get all your crates and then you'd um go and you'd farm islands for all the gold animals all the gold uh, uh chickens and um snakes and you would just get them and then you would just go turn those in and that would get your your 500 but you could continue to like cycle it out and people would people would literally uh like leave a game uh spawn into another server buy all the animal voyages that they could and then join back on the crew so they'd get more voyages and they would it was a lot of work 
a lot of work and um even now it's a it's still a ton of work it's just a lot harder to do than it used to be but uh point being now that you can actually go to the island you can actually pick up the crates off of the beach you can actually get the voyages uh done in a in a short amount of time like a small voyage is two animals a large voyage is four animals I'd love it if there was a bigger one that actually gave you like six or eight animals. So you could really kind of like try to capitalize on the time. Um, but regardless, really nice improvement. I think that it's so much nicer. It does remove a lot of the kind of um, historical interaction that you had with the merchants. Like you'd go and you talk to the merchant and then you'd put down the voyage and then you'd go to the merchant and be like, hey, I'm ready to get those animals and they're like, great, here's the crates. We just need you to go find them and then bring them back. It's it's a lot easier now. It's a lot more um, catered to time commitments, I think would probably be the best way to say it. I don't want to call it easier because you still have to get the animals. You still have to bring them in. It's not that it's easier. It's just less busy work that's involved now, which I guess you could say is probably easier. But the other thing, too, um, I wanted to jump into was the uh, the the treasure vaults. Huge improvement to the treasure vaults. Oh, my gosh. Uh, doing treasure vaults is actually, actually relaxing now as opposed to the panicked uh, run of uh, just spam as, as many combinations as you can based on the fourth column to get the, the, uh, the tribute chest. Get that out of there and start working on all the stuff. Just drop it and we'll try and grab what we can and shove it outside the door to be able to actually like get everything done. Time is now based on crew. Uh, the smaller the crew, the more time you have. If you're a solo or duo sloop, I believe you get 10 minutes or not 10 minutes, uh, five minutes. If you're a brig, I think you get either like three or four minutes. And if you're a galleon, you get like the standard two to three minutes. I, I, I haven't timed it myself I, I remember seeing it but i can't remember what they were uh but the the braziers surrounding the vault's altar are now extinguished over time as an indicator on how long the crew has left before the dams the 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 uh the door slams shut um so just just you know things quality of life changes like in, intuitive changes being made to these voyages to be like hey you know do we really need to do it this way is there not a better way to do this and if there is what's the reason for us not to just do that because that's what this this season felt like this season has felt like they've gone back and they've taken a look at all of the things that we do on a regular basis for the different trade companies and thought where are the pain points where can we trim the fat? Where can we actually try and make this a lot more fun for people as opposed to the grueling task that no, like, I don't know how many people I've actually seen that are doing this, but when the, when the season first kicked up, man, there were a lot of people working on Merchant Alliance because they wanted to see if it was actually better. And personally, just my my own personal opinion, it's a lot better. I, I like it a lot better. There's a the, the thing that I talked about on the, um, the Gold Hoarder episode where where I was running Ashen uh, cargo runs uh, or, or uh, cargo, not cargo crates, cargo crates. No, the uh, the supplies. Um, I can't think of what they're called, but the the plants and the rum and the silks and stuff. Like I was running those, and it wasn't. It was not that bad. It was it was actually productive, uh, and I did you know figure out a little workaround to be able to to capitalize on it. But at the end of the day, it was like this is cool. I'm good with this. I could do this in an afternoon if I had a couple hours I wanted to burn and I wanted to get some work done. On CFUs, like that's that's easy. That's that's not bad at all. And I don't. I, I think that's a, a great thing for the game. I think that's a great way to uh, kind of say like, hey, you know, um, <clears throat> it's a long game. It's a 
lot of time invested. And uh, for those of you that are like, oh, I liked it better the old way. Cool. You can, there's, there's things you can do to make it more difficult for yourself if you really want to. I imagine just the way people felt about sovereigns, uh, kind of removing some of the, the, the effort that goes into turning in loot to the different trade companies. Uh, people are going to use it. The people are always going to go for the, uh, whatever gets them what they want with the least amount of friction. And this is a good way to reduce a lot of the friction that comes with different trade company voyages, especially if the game does end up going to PlayStation at any point in the future. All of those people are just going to benefit from the years and years and years of development, getting free updates that we are all kind of like excited about, like the little changes that happen that we're just like, oh, the harpoon auto drops the loot behind me when I when I harpoon it. That's such a it's such a small thing, but it's such a, a, a game changer for the actual gameplay of the game. Like it saves so much time. You don't have to have someone grabbing the treasure off of the harpoon. It's like, that's just a, that's just a, 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 a win. Like you can't be upset about crates being on a, on a beach and, and accept that harpoons auto loot and think that, you know, those aren't serving the same purpose of, of making it better uh, for a gameplay perspective. It's just my personal, you can, you can disagree with me all you want. You're more than welcome to disagree. And I, and I, I am curious to, to hear people's opinions if they feel like that is a step too far, uh, because maybe that's just, you know, maybe it's just my perspective. I don't care about it enough. And that, that may be coming from a point of privilege. I don't, I don't know, but always open to the co those kind of conversations that people want to bring in. Uh, uh, compelling arguments and stuff. Really love the uh, skeleton captain, the shipwreck voyages, or not the shipwreck voyages, shipwreck uh, rewards and the message in a bottle stuff. Love all that stuff. I think it's great. Um, I want Rare to look at the captain's bookshelf. Now that we don't have voyages to stock up on the bookshelf anymore, if we're going to have that piece of thing there, that is going to be um, an interaction point for putting little trinkets and whatnot on there. Give me a way to customize that thing. I want to be able to keep that thing in theme with the different sets that I have. If I'm going to have a ship that is all ghosted out and has the the green and, and black set for the Xbox stuff or the Ash, uh, the Athena's ghost stuff, like the the captain's bookshelf like i want to i want to have a way to to change that as well too like i want i want to have cost uh, cosmetic changes or, or access to those cosmetics there as well too um outside of that i'm trying to see if there's anything that you may want to know about that is really kind of like big deal kind of stuff um, but I don't really see anything at the moment. And I'm already pretty much at the point where I'm good with the time on, on this episode. We're going to have a ton more news coming in next week. So I'm probably going to like, we'll call it here and then address any of the stuff that comes out next week as a result of the patch that we're probably going to get on the 19th. And I'm very curious to see what's going to come in there. If not, we can always come back to the patch notes and I can cover some other stuff, maybe pick out pick out some choice stuff to see if there's something worth uh, talking about that, that you may not have picked up on, on the latest voyage and stuff. So I think that'll do it for this. All right, pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of the Keelhold podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had a good time having another uh, podcast to listen to for your Monday. Uh, or if you're watching this over on YouTube, I always appreciate the uh, likes and comments that you guys leave over there. I, I read them all the time. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else. If you guys want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do that. 
head over to X or Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. I'm over on Blue Sky as well, I believe, at the same handle as well as Threads. Uh, so I've got the social media hooks in there. Uh, otherwise, the, the the easiest way to get a hold of me or to get anyone from the, the community is going to be in the actual Keel Hall Discord. Um, that is where pretty much everyone that I hang out with on a regular basis lives uh, outside of the XCP Discord, which is a, a Patreon-only uh, perk for, for that podcast. Uh, but if you guys want expanded thoughts on game news in general, check out XCP with Luke Lore uh, and myself as we uh, cover Xbox uh, gaming news in general and just kind of spend an hour talking about games and whatnot and what's going on there. But um, those are going to be the best places to get a hold of me. Uh, if you want to send in a story or if you want to send in your thoughts in long form, uh, you can always use the email for the show, which is C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. That's capitalogan at gmail.com. Um, if you have any time extra after that and you have really been enjoying the content uh, or if you want to share your thoughts on it, there's always ways to review the content as well, either through liking, uh, subscribing, star ratings on Spotify, um, or no, do they do, do the, does Spotify do stars? I, th- I know Apple does. I can't remember if Spotify does. Yeah, they do, don't they? They do. I know I've seen, I've rated stuff on Spotify for friends. I know that they have a star system. It might be a heart system. I'm pretty sure it's a star, a star system, but that's always there as well too. Uh, I think that's going to do it, folks. I think that's it. So thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. <laughs>